0: You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit Mikeknopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. In just a few short weeks, the High Holy Days will be upon us. And for many of us, the High Holy Days mean uh, just uh, hours and hours of uh, sitting endlessly in synagogue, um, reading, flipping through the pages of a a book that uh, is a a little bit dense and listening to uh, music, beautiful music, but uh, sung in a language that primarily most of us don't uh, understand or don't understand fully. Uh, and so you might be tempted as I admit that I am periodically during the high holidays to be like there's this meme that went around Last year I saw it on, uh, on the internet, on Facebook. It had Bart Simpson at a chalkboard writing, I will not flip to the last page of the Machzor to see how many pages are left. I will not flip to the last page of the Machzor to see how many pages are left. Right? Okay, and it's funny because we've all been there, right? Including your including rabbi, including your chazan, including your chazan. So we've all been there. But the High, ho- the high Holy Days at their core um, are really radical propositions. Because what the High Holy Days signify is that no matter where you are in life, no matter what your shortcomings, what your bad habits that you want to get out of, no matter what your negative patterns of behavior, uh, no matter the relationships that you keep sabotaging, or the children that might be estranged from you in some way, or that you can't quite reach, or the troubles you're having at home, whatever your issue is, the High Holy Days hold out the possibility that you can change and that your life can change. and nobody is too stuck where they are to be able to, to not be able to move on to a new place, to a better place, to be able to live a better life, to be able to do better things in the world to be able to pursue fullness and peace and holiness in your lives. The High Holy Days say you are never too stuck, you are never too set in your ways, you can always change. And that process of change on the High Holy Days we call teshuva, which means literally to turn around. Because it's inviting us to make a 180 degree turn in our lives from the pattern of behavior that we're in to a new way of living. To a way of living that we haven't gotten to yet, but yet we are capable of and can strive toward. A way of living that's more directed to the heart, to goodness in the world, to righteousness in our lives, to God. We can turn in that direction. That's teshuva. And as we know that the High Holy Days are ultimately about that idea, about Teshuvah, about turning around in our lives, the month that we're in that leads up to the High Holy Days is about something else. Because you can't, it turns out that you can't turn around. You can't change the negative behaviors. You can't repair the relationships that you've damaged. You can't repair your life. Unless you take an honest accounting of where it is that you've been, where it is that you've failed, and where it is that you've succeeded. And that honest accounting that we're supposed to do this month during Elul is called Cheshbon Hanefesh, which literally means an accounting of the soul. To actually take stock of who we are and where we've been and where we've gone wrong and where we need to go. It's a, monthly, it's a month-long period and maybe even a two-month-long period if you count the whole High Holy Day season of self-judgment in a way, of self-criticism in a way, or at least of self-evaluation. The trick, though, is that not only must we do this kind of self-evaluation in order to do the work of turning our lives around, But we can't do that evaluation unless we are actually honest and fair with ourselves. So many of us do one of two things when we take stock of our lives. And it can happen right after we know we've made a mistake or right after we've succeeded at something or even if we're looking back and reflecting on the things that we feel guilty about or the things that we want to celebrate in our past, we might do one of two things, most of us. Usually one or one, Usually, we are either very critical of ourselves, of our failings. We blame ourselves for things that actually aren't our fault or that we have very little or no control over. And we beat ourselves up over these things. We torture ourselves sometimes over these things because we say, if only I was just such a good person, I wouldn't have done X, Y, or Z thing. And so we convict ourselves in ways that I think if we were truly honest and fair in evaluating our lives, we actually shouldn't be held responsible for, shouldn't be guilty of, or at least not as responsible as we might bring ourselves to think that we are. And so the work of Cheshbon nefesh, of evaluating our souls leading up to the High Holidays, requires that we do it fairly, and that means not being overly critical of our failings. But it also means a second thing. Some of us are very quick to push aside our failings, to... Explain away our negative habits, or our negative behaviors. Oh, you know this person over here—that my 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 spouse, my coworker, my boss—like they're responsible for my negative behavior, right? If it were up to me, I'd do things perfectly. I'd be great in my life. I'd be great in my world, right? Or we overly celebrate our accomplishments not realizing the other people in our lives that actually helped us to get to that place. So we do both of these things. We overly criticize ourselves and unfairly criticize ourselves, and we also sometimes unfairly celebrate ourselves and let ourselves off the hook too easily. But cheshbon nefesh, self-evaluation requires both things to be done fairly, to not be overly critical and to not unfairly exonerate ourselves from things that we ought, to be, ought, we ought to have done differently. It means taking an honest and fair evaluation of our lives. Imagine that your soul was a courtroom, and you had an, a prosecutor listing out all the things that you did wrong during the year, or in the past few years and making the case about why you should not deserve to live another year. Why it is that you have failed at everything that you've tried to do. And then on the other side, you have a defense attorney in your soul saying, no wait, the things that you're arguing, I can see how you might twist it from that perspective, but that's not actually what happened. Here's what happened, and here's why it's unfair to, to convict this person of those things. It's actually a really good person here. Imagine you had both of those lawyers inside your soul battling it out. That is cheshbon nefesh To get to an honest accounting, an honest evaluation of where we are. So our Torah portion this week teaches us tzedek tzedek tirdof, which means literally justice, justice you shall pursue. And in its context, it's talking about a judicial system, right? So you should pursue justice and equality and fairness within the context of the court system in a country. And that's an important teaching, an important ruling. We should pursue justice and fairness and equality. But the rabbis pick up on a unique thing about that phrase, sedek tzedek, tirdof. The word "sedek" justice, repeats twice. Why is it, they ask, that the word justice repeats twice? And the answer that some explanations give is that the second sedek means that you should do it fairly. You should pursue justice, but you should do it fairly. And the Hasidic tradition takes that idea that in its context is about a judicial system and applies it to our lives, to our souls, to our hearts, and says... Tzedek tzedek tirdof, when you judge yourself, be honest and be fair. Exonerate yourself when you deserve to be exonerated. Criticize yourself when you deserve to be criticized. But be honest and clear about both of those things. Because otherwise we do ourselves in both directions a tremendous amount of damage and perpetuate patterns of behaviour that we otherwise wish we could or should change. Elsewhere in a Torah portion it says, Tamim ti you should be pure, blameless, full before the Lord your God. And the promise of the High Holy Days is to help us get to that place of fullness, of wholeness, of purity. But the only way we can do it is if we judge ourselves and if we judge ourselves fairly. When I was in rabbinical school, I worked for an alcohol and drug um, addiction treatment program called Beit Shuva, And it followed the 12 steps of AA. And the fourth step of AA is make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. People in AA are not the only ones who have difficult and seemingly unbreakable patterns of behavior. And the way forward for us, I think, and the way the Torah describes, is also for each of us in this month and in this High Holy Day season to embark in our own personal step forward to make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Be fearless and be fair. Shabbat shalom.